Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micers podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria (laughs) use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. Just drop that ass, bitch, it's Open Micers in the house. Pop that pussy with that Open Micers logo in your mouth. Jason with his bald ass head, Jacob looking in bed. It's Open Micers, bitch, heard what I said. Drop that ass, drop that ass, Open Micers in the house. Drop that ass, pop that pussy, Open Micers in the house. Open Micers in the house, Open Micers in the mouse. Drop that ass, pop that pussy, Open Micers in the house. <laughs> The mic is now open. <laughs> yes, sir. The, the mic is, of course, open. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig. As always, shout out to uh, Mark Simmons, the uh, writer of that new acoustic version of our theme song. And also, as we're doing this episode, I, I realized that I forgot to call him when I got home. So he's currently expecting a call from me. Why? Well, well, because we're supposed to talk about some business stuff or whatever. We'll see about maybe calling him live on air. We'll see what happens. But um, okay. first order of business here is I need to introduce our fabulous guest. It's been way too long for us to have this guy on. We were supposed to have him on before, I think, scheduling conflicts, whatever. We finally made it happen, dude. He's finally here. He is, if not the funniest person on the Pensacola comedy scene, Definitely in the top five. He's been doing it for such a long time. He is one of the forefathers of of Florida comedy in my mind. He's the one, the only, queen daddy himself, Andrew Ferrara. How are you doing, brother? Hey, buddy. I'm good. (laughs) How are you? Good, man. Good. What did you think of our theme song? Did you like it? Did you hate it? How was it? Let me tell you, I have to talk about it in segments because because there are it's really quite the sonata there's there's a lot going on i I feel like the first movement i wasn't with it yet it was a little chaotic the first movement you know but when we get into that moment where you say jason what was it jason's bald ass head yeah you know that part there's a little switch in like the tone of the song and you're like oh wait Okay, something heroic's happening here in a moment <laughs> somehow. The way this sounded, and then uh, I was uh, taken off guard by how much pussy's in it. You know, a uh, yeah. lot of pussy, a lot of pussy. Yeah. But you know what? I really did like the dropping of the ass. Um, I always like it when you when you drop ass. Uh, and makes sense. I, I say that the very end. That ending, it really brought me into a space where I knew I was about to be on a podcast. 
and I <laughs> and <laughs> and it really it it made me feel like it it was a kind of drop the mic moment. Really, I visualized really the podcast singing this song you know the yeah. you know personification of the podcast and it just like dropped the mic but almost the mic just slowly dropped real slowly and everyone stepped back out of the light and we all sat down together and took a big sigh of relief that no one got hurt oh yeah yeah the ending is also my favorite part because it's over <laughs> <laughs> because it, there's no more song to be had. I like Look, it. It's I a think jaunty... you guys need to give it more credit. It's a jaunty little <laughs> tune. I like it. Hold on. Well, can there's we just dissect this there. part while we're dissecting it? Because Mark, for whatever reason, always tries to throw in the joke, open micers. He says, open micers is a mouse. Is that funny? Because I don't get it. Uh-huh. So uh, I hate any comedy where you have to like think about how something's written yeah. uh, you know because I hate literacy I don't like <laughs> I, I don't like to read um, so if you're going to say open micers I'm going to think that we're really opening it sounds like when you have to fucking dissect a mouse in school yeah and that is unpleasant and i was so is well so is an open mic sometimes well see i spelled the podcast open uh micers m-i-c apostrophe e-r-s so that people wouldn't look at it and be like micers what are micers but when you're when you have a domain name you can't put an apostrophe in there so Mm. the domain is open micers with no apostrophe he tries this joke very often. When I was a guest on his now defunct podcast, it was he he made that joke several times about us dissecting mice. It's it's it is just an odd visual open micers. I think it also could be though that you're micers, you know? Oh, my my father was a micer and my 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 grandfather was a miser and what did we do we knew a mouse that's all we knew were mice and we we maybe like mice farmers for people because you know you have to farm those little mice for the cobras and you're because people love to have reptiles for some reason you know you need to have a farm for the mice that they eat you know what it makes me think of miser you know the mouser from uh teenage mutant ninja turtles they're like the little mechanical mice things that's yes. what it makes me yes. think of. Yeah. I want to kick one of those. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, we, we have you at 7.30 at night on a Monday. How high are you right now? Uh, only on a... Let's decide. Together. <laughs> Let's decide together. <laughs> okay. How the rest of this Hey, at go. least he All did right. it before the podcast and didn't go buy weed on the podcast like some comedians That's on here. Dude, uh, it's happened. I will also say it's Delta 8. So, like... Dude, Delta 8 will get you white girl wasted. <laughs> it's so strange. Like, why is this sold at a gas station? 
it'll get you so high dude it's it's really the truth it'll uh, mess you up it's so know. strange it's gonna have long-term effects i know it it's not you know what or what can it do yeah or it's gonna start like blowing up in people's pockets like the samsung phones did for a minute you know what if that does happen to me i that's just you know fourth of july in my pocket that's fun like that's <laughs> There's something different to happening in your day that doesn't happen to everybody. Yeah. Just releasing the vapors for the nearby children to enjoy. Exactly. So on a scale of one to ten, how high am I, Jacob? Oh, I have to decide. Oh um, well, you're one of the decision makers, so obviously. I w- I would say you're at a probably a six, because I can clock it, but you're still behaving normally. Okay. He's 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 on to something, Jason. Uh, I, I was gonna say you're you're you seem to me you're like you're, you're kind of mellow, so you're at that good uh, six or seven, like right there, like okay. right before okay. you get to the point where like you can't like you'll be talking and in the middle of a sentence you'll just completely forget what you're talking about, like you're right we'll before there. that. We'll get there. Okay, yeah, you're probably right. So we're gonna say that's a good. We're if you're saying six or seven, you're saying six. We're we're sitting somewhere in that. I'm gonna go with six point six. You know, six point six feels right. Six point six. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. We don't do that. We only we only go six six. You know, six six six. And uh, uh, it's Mark, like edging for the devil. You know, Mark is in the <laughs> chat room and asks uh, if you're if this says does this mean you're back from school, Jacob? LOL. Yeah, I was supposed to call him when I got back to school, and I was telling Jason about the day I had. I completely freaking forgot until we started talking about him on this podcast, and I was like, oh, crap, dude, I didn't <laughs> I didn't even text him back. I'm so sorry. Hey, here's the thing. There's no reason to tell anyone where you are at any moment. You don't got to say what you're doing. You're at school? Who cares? You're at Walmart? Maybe. <laughs> you're so right andrew you're so right i think that mark is an agent of the government trying to triangulate my location uh, sometimes i think i'm mk ultra um you know we'll we'll find out you know i've always i've heard a lot about mk ultra like so refresh my memory because uh, i listen to a lot uh, of weird like supernatural it's, it's mortal Kombat ultra edition well that's what yeah. i was thinking yeah, it's a very good game that they played in the 50s. It's the first Mortal Kombat where they gave everybody a bunch of drugs. Well, voluntarily. Voluntarily. Uh, and uh, then used it to try and uh, research mind control and oh, telepathy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah. and uh, sometimes I think maybe I was there in the 50s. Yeah. Do you, do you think if you do something like that now that you can like trip backwards to where you did do it in the 50s and that's how you were able to do it now? It just creates a time loop. So I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can trip okay. backwards. I think you can, uh, you know, envision the past. There's this there is this documentary called Third Eye Spies that is phenomenal about uh, like what is it location where that what is it the mind location 
Or it's like, oh, you can see where something is without knowing. Oh, like, e- like ESP or whatever? Echolocation. Yeah, some sort of, like, they use it to find, you know. Echo the doll. Carter used it to find a, a plane that crashed in Africa back in the day. And it was basically just some guy who was able to see where the plane was, even though he wasn't there. Hmm. Do you think Whoa. that maybe he <laughs> ate his twin in the womb or something and that like his twin, because he has that extra life force, do you think that maybe he can actual project harder than we maybe can? Well, here's the thing. Since he ate the twin in the womb, that twin is currently just astral projected wherever he wanted to be. Mm. And he can see through the eyes of the twin. And the twin could go through any dimensional layer of that place and time. So mm. you want to see, you know, this, this room, this bedroom in 1954? Let's go. You know, you want to see this bedroom in 1962? Let's go. You know, let's see what happens. You want to fuck it up tonight? Let's go see what happened in 1975. What do you want to do? I want to see that bedroom in 1969, dude. You know what I'm saying, bro? Dude, 1969. Oh, shit. Oh, I wish I ate my twin in the womb now. Uh, (laughs) Dude, 69. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude. Yes, we were eating each other. (laughs) <laughs> Andrew, speaking of MK Ultra, who is your Mortal Kombat main character? Who do you main in Mortal Kombat? Uh, He's thinking I, really hard. I was just thinking because uh, uh, thinking so hard. Mark in the chat room says, "I think the earlier six rating needs to be revised." I was just thinking. I think Andrew definitely has moved up to seven and a half, almost to an eight. At this point, what? Oh, it can happen? Oh, oh, oh no! I didn't realize it could happen when you're not even doing it. Okay, so I'm gonna go with uh, Raiden. Okay, respectable. A little bit OP, but I wouldn't be mad at it. Yeah, yeah you know. Well, I liked his hat when I was a little kid. You know, I really liked his hat. And I always liked anyone who had anything to do with electricity. For some reason, I was always Blanca and in a Street Fighter. So. Yeah. Jason, who's your Mortal Kombat main, dude? Uh, Baraka. Oh, you cheap bastard! You even look like Baraka. <laughs> I like Baraka because he's, he's the easiest move set to learn. And I, I'm... yeah, you press any button and he just flurries endlessly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's why I like playing him because he's a total troll. I play as Johnny Cage because he can nut shot people. And that's what Johnny I would do in the Mortal Cage. Kombat. That's what, what I would do in the tournament, dude. I'd, I'd, hit, I'd hit the splits on you, and then I'd uppercut to the Well, nuts, you dude. know, you can't, you can't play with him now because of, you know, the, the writer's strike and um, Screen Actors Guild. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Johnny Cage is an actor. He's actually on strike from the Mortal Kombat games. Yeah, you. If you try to put in Mortal Kombat right now, you can't even select him. Mm-mm. I feel like he would. Yeah. He would be the one to cross the picket lines, though. Oh, see, because he's such a if bad. You challenged person. him to. He would. Right. I feel, feel like, like he would just. Oh, he would phase across Cage, the lines. And Johnny Cage, you can do it. 
What'd you guys think <laughs> of the Mortal Kombat movie that came out a few years ago? I liked it. I enjoyed it. I loved it. Was it. A, dude, he killed I, Goro for character development. <laughs> good. Good. I never liked Goro. I was scared of Goro as a kid. Thought it was ugly. Too many arms. Thought it was not not okay. Why should I look at this ugly thing? You know, why are we looking at it? I think about that every time I host this podcast with Jason Robbins. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> 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 like, Let me see this? your other arms. Let me see your other arms. <laughs> I still like. I still like the fast, original. Uh, <laughs> what? Andrew's fading fast over here, dude. We need to get to some questions <laughs> before he's just gone. <laughs> so last time I saw you was a few years ago, right before you moved. Uh, I think you went to yeah. New York for a while. What was that like? Oh, I hate that place. I mean, it, it was. It was all right. I enjoy. I lived in Spanish Harlem, and it was cool. In the morning, you wake up to like really fun Spanish music, and yeah, it's like in the nights. Yeah, it was fantastic. And then at night, like it was just so right across the street from my apartment, there was a bodega where they played like craps and stuff outside of, and it was always super rowdy till way, way late, late, late. And sometimes it was fun, you know, see like who's winning, like, but it got, got to a point where it got so loud and it was, it was scary. There was, it, there was clearly a very important match often happening right then when <laughs> I'm trying to go to bed. But, you know, I felt safe sometimes. Yeah, that's good. But no, I, I enjoyed being in new york for the like the shows were great you could go to like what one day i went to six or uh, we did six mics in a day and just go back and back and back and you can basically just perfect a five minute bit by just doing it over and over again in one day and it, it was so it was fun in some aspects but then you know they don't pay you anything when you do i mean sometimes they pay you a little bit but nothing for these club shows for the most part like they're throwing you twenty dollars which you know is hard to get used to after you know this it's it's funny to see that the southeast pays so much better they respect comedy so much more because i guess they i don't know there's not much to do in the southeast and comedy is one of the entertainments that you know they're they're willing to come see, but it's they were fun shows. Really packed at Broadway Comedy Club every time was really good. But yeah, fun times. Yeah, there. but it was just I got there. It was funny. <laughs> I had gotten a job. I was so stoked, and then it turned out like when I got there, it was not what I thought it was going to be. It was like. <laughs> door-to-door sales for verizon and it was like this completely different company it was supposed to be a social media manager position and then it was like all right everybody suit up and, and we got there and it's like a blizzard basically that day as well and it's like suit up we go door-to-door today and I'm like what is going on and it turned out to be commission sales for verizon door-to-door 
during Omicron broke out. It was oh. like the funniest and worst thing to possibly happen was that job. And then I had to get a job. I was <laughs> working for these people who own a karaoke bar where you, you know, have your own karaoke room. And it was above another karaoke bar. And they wanted me to, like, go out on the streets and, like, get people inside and make sure they don't go into that karaoke bar. That's literally, you know how hard it is to get people to just walk up a flight of stairs to do karaoke at this other karaoke bar? Like, my job was, like, be like oh, no, 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 you're going to this karaoke bar? walk up those stairs see what you think you know like it doesn't it was weird it was a weird job but yeah so how long did you stay there all together i was there for just three months i uh did not enjoy it and also just uh yeah it's not fun having to pay to go to an open mic you know to do a little bit of time and you know 20 people you know, go ahead of you because no one knows who you are either, and they don't give a give a damn if they're putting anyone else ahead of you. So that was never fun. So like, you could do six open mics in a day, which you would do sometimes, but you are, you know, was ten, twenty, about you're paying anywhere from thirty to fifty dollars to do, Jeez. you know, six comedy spots that day. So. Yeah, it was it was a fun experience, just like as like uh, hustling, going from one place to the next, and all that. But there wasn't the same community where like after the sh- after the open mic, you get to talk to each other and talk about each other's sets yeah. and and bullshit together. It was, once someone got off stage, they went to the next place, you know. And it was uh, it was sad because I would I would like watch a whole mic. <laughs> Like it'd be like, ooh, and then like after go outside, smoke a cigarette, and be like, oh, none of those people are here. <laughs> They're gone. So it's it was a weird vibe, you know? What can you do? I think so uh, So were most of the mics that you went to, were they like pay to play mics or like bringer shows? So so the mics were almost all pay to play. Like there was hardly any free mics at all. That's insane. That you can find. Um, so you'd pay anywhere. Some mics were just three bucks, but some mics were five or seven dollars. And there were a whole bunch of, pred- you know, there's a lot of predatory people up there that'll try and get you to do these shows, these bringer shows that are like, they'll, they'll spring it on you and be like, okay, yeah, you can be on this show you're on this one it's like all right you have to get six people to buy this 30 dollar ticket <laughs> oh no dude not 30 <laughs> you know it's it's crazy stuff like that where they're just charging a, a wild ticket price and telling people they have to get their you know they need to get their people so they can get on stage and then you're not you're not getting paid much of anything after you've gone and like put in any work like that. So it's, it's a lot of people just, they kind of, you know, that when you first start comedy and like your friends are always coming out to open mics to see you, Mm -hmm. they're, they're kind of just leeching off of that, you know, being like, Oh, we can put this person who's done what two open mics 
on a show at the club and it'll be good because they'll bring five to ten people and that's what we care about right now yeah um so it was it was weird so there were some shows like there were some shows that you would be on if you got booked on but you could tell some people were told they could only be on it if to bring people so there was one at the um what was it uh stand up lot uh new york and that was there was just a couple people that you'd be like there's no way they've done comedy in their life and they're on the same show that you got booked for and you're like oh i was so excited to be here but you're just using this show to make money off of all of us and that was it but there's some shows you know were good that and there's some really cool people up there with, that are amazing comedians that would put on some shows that were great too. But mostly any of the club shows were just like to, to they just want to make money off of you and that's it. There was nothing. Yeah. And they'd say it's the opportunity to be seen and everything, but you know, it was honestly, it's tourists. You know, there was just tourists at most of the shows. They were packed shows, but it's tourists. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's not like you're seeing anyone's coming in and seeing you and noticing you, really. But it was still a fun experience in general. Basically, what you're right. saying is, is if you want to make a career as a comedian, don't go to New York. Yeah, it's like a good boot camp. It's like if you want to go right and and like really push yourself to just perform repetitively to like you know get your like figure out your voice or to just completely take, you know, go to New York for a couple months or, you know, or a few weeks and just hit a bunch of mics with something you want to really work on. And it's good. It's something good to go experience, but I don't live in there. doesn't make any sense. I don't feel like, cause it's expensive um, to live up there at all. And then you know, on top of this whole paying for mics and stupid stuff, you know, every little thing has to be paid for. So, you know, I don't think it's worth it. I think it's worth going to visit, seeing it all, doing it and grinding it for a minute just to enjoy it. But otherwise, it's not a place to. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like that's a big part of a lot of comedians journeys, too. Like we, we we talked to Sam Talent not too long ago, and so he started and you know open mics in in Denver or whatever, which is you know he's doing smaller shows there, and then he moves to a big city in Vegas, and in Vegas he hates it, he doesn't like the comedy scene there, he's borderline failing, and then he just starts going on the road with all of the credits and skills that he's accrued. It's almost like you have to move to a big city and fail before you can do what actually what it actually means to succeed which is just hitting the road being funny exactly like having these legit well, credits you completely realize in that moment that you were, you were missing the road because like i had gone you know i'd been traveling throughout the southeast for years and went on tour with hillary and bridget hillary begley you know across country and back and everything and that was such an that was such a joyful time that tour, and just remembering that. And then I thought, you know, I felt like 
it would be a really joyful experience living in New York and doing that thing. But I just, there wasn't joy in comedy there to me, you know? I just kept thinking, like, man, it was good to just be in a home base and drive, you know? I missed I missed that, even though I did enjoy being on the bus and stuff and the bus and the train and the, everything. It was that was always fun. There was always lots of cool characters. But Andrew, were you maybe one of those characters? <laughs> I was, was on the train. I, you know what? Sometimes I think some people might have thought I was a character. Yeah. But uh, it was the, it was mostly because I was scoping out other characters, so they probably were freaked out by me scoping out characters. You, you know, I'm just a character scavenger. You know, I'm trying to find out where they at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> and. Andrew, it, it, stop me if this is a sore subject and you don't want to talk about it, but Ooh, I remember dude. I remember when you moved to New York and you had done something for the Wendy Williams show that I don't uh, think came to fruition the way you wanted it to. Explain the situation of what happened there to me. Uh, super hilarious, honestly. Okay, so I was really stoked because we were, you know, someone had messaged me who was one of the people who got me on the shows at Broadway Comedy Club. And they said that to send my uh, video to this one person, this producer for Wendy Williams show, because they were looking for a gay comedian to come on. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. That's two this things I am. This is me. <laughs> and so... I send my stuff to them uh, and I get messaged back and it's like, sweet, we're, we want you be here this day, this time. So, and wear something sparkly or, you know, something you know loud. It's like, all right, hell yeah, let's do this. So I go, Olivia's with me because Olivia and I were on a, little mini tour of new york at the time and then natasha farrier and ethan mcfall who used to be tennessee comics who live in new york now they all came with me uh because they said people could come to watch and everything and so i get there and we were like get started getting all these instructions that like we were basically cast to be on these stupid little vignettes, like these game show vignettes for Wendy Williams, when they made it seem like I was going to be a comedian on Wendy Williams. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, oh, hell yeah. and then it was just like this weird uh, game show type bit where me and Olivia were <laughs> like having to guess celebrities based and like, I was holding the picture, but I couldn't see it. And she was describing the celebrity to me or whatever. And Wendy Williams also, after filming all of this, never showed up for the shoot. <laughs> for And this was the, the video of her very first episode of the season. And she went nuts. So, and went, you know, that she went oh, to rehab right. again. 
And it, she just she just did not show up for the shoot. <laughs> and so Wendy Williams didn't even like happen anymore. Wow. So, <laughs> so the it, whole show stopped. It's not even like yeah, yours didn't so, air. It's just the whole show ended. Exactly. They started putting other oh. people in and the whole everything from the first uh that what they filmed with me and Olivia uh just got cut completely. <laughs> wow. they, yeah and so yeah it was uh it was weird and then they just had like lisa remini was like now guest hosting the wendy williams show yeah i remember and when nick cannon did it that happened at some point but lisa remini was first was first the first wendy uh so yeah so that was Super ridiculous. We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by gamers. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. I did, my face did end up on the Sherry Shepard show though. What happened there? <laughs> I, they, uh, basically I was a mole in, in, uh, for the production staff where I was supposed to rile people up with people thinking that I wasn't, I was supposed to be a fan. I was a, I was a plant. Oh. Like, as if I was planted to be Sherry Shepard's like number one fan, basically. And they're just like, we need you to have like this crazy reaction. We want you to like get really loud so that every, all these other people who are here, like, get loud. I felt like, I felt like I was the mole. I felt like I was on that show, The Mole, you know? And I was like, all right. So they were like, production would come to like, just so you know, this is what you need to do. Just do this, do that. So there's like this video of me on the Sherry Shepard show where I have like this big old O face. It's like, ooh, because I had to have the big reaction to Sherry showing up so that everyone else would freak out. (laughs) I, I always kind of assumed that they did that, but I never like got confirmation. Oh, yeah. How many of you were there? Was it just you or were there multiples? So there was me and then uh, my friend Danny Rydell, who's a comedian who was from Philadelphia. She lives in New York now. So me and her were there together doing it. And we were we were the moles. And then they cut this one. See, there was another one. They told us what to say and stuff. It's like, hey, okay, that we're going to have her come interact with you. And I (laughs) said. They cut, they cut the one thing they asked me to say, which was terrible. Uh, I'm happy they cut it. It was when Sherry comes up, you're, she's going to come from behind and tap you on the shoulder, and you have to act like crazy shocked and surprised to see her, and then tell her that you're part of the flock. Okay. <laughs> because she's a shepherd? She's a shepherd. So I did that. <laughs> <laughs> and it, that did not make it but then they also made me uh go dance by a uh a street performer dancer 
and I was supposed to be dancing behind it and get like super excited when they do something. Yeah, so they they just plan out all this stuff with certain people, and then other people are just fans who were on the street that day. Wow. Yeah, it's super so hilarious. Weird. So it's almost like a comedy competition when someone like brings 50 of their friends and be like, guys, you have to laugh at everything I say and be really excited and cheer for me. But <laughs> but at the highest level of possible. That would be you know what? If they ask me to do another one ever again, I'm just gonna be like, oh, can I bring anybody? And then just bring so many people and just overwhelm it. And be like, we love Sherry Shepard. Where's the flock? <laughs> All we are the flock. It because it's just gonna be like I'm Bray Wyatt. Roll it in. Uh, <laughs> Did you just all dress like sheep? Like we are the flock. <laughs> that would be fun, actually. Let's get some sheep outfits. You ready? I'm ready. You want to sheep up? Yeah, dude. Let's <laughs> you straight certas. Let's do it. You know the certa sheep. Uh, I, ma- wish, I wish I had a Serta mattress. I always wanted to because those sheep were pretty cool. <laughs> I want to see you two sheep up. <laughs> this would be an, uh, a good Patreon video to see you two. Yeah, let's just dress sheep. as sheep and just do random tasks. Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> just be the I, flock. I like this idea. I mean, but someone should have to be shepherding us. Like, we're being forced to do certain yeah, that we don't want it to. Yeah. But there's a shepherd shepherding us to do that. And we'll tell everyone it's Sherry Shepherd and we're possessed by this. But, <laughs> but dude, are we are we about to film an adult movie together? <laughs> well yes, and and it's gonna start with uh this is for Sherry, you know, and we only we should make the adult film and only send it to Sherry Shepherd. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. You'll see. You'll see me shed just one heterosexual tear, as yeah. as as my my personality is forever gone from my body, and I sold <laughs> it to be a part of the flock for Sherry Shepherd. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you want. You just he's you were the sheep boy. You know that'd I'm be the fun. Sheep boy. <laughs> I I you know someone out there would want to watch you be a sheep boy. Jason I think does. So. Jason does. I'm good. (laughs) Jason, you you look like the Elmer Fudd to my sheepdog. Looks like Elmer Dud. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) You look like Elmer Glue, dude. (laughs) You're so white and pasty, and you taste bad. Yeah, well, I know. I mean, I'm not going to dispute you there. <laughs> Andrew's like, back up, dude. It he, he tastes good. Tastes good and smells good. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> okay. I so Jay, like... Jason must, if you're calling him that. Andrew, I feel like we haven't even gotten to any like open micers questions that we're supposed to ask you. Yeah, let's do it. Um. So when... Describe your first time doing comedy to me. When did you first do comedy? What was the journey like to getting on stage for the first time? So the first time I did comedy, I saw a sign at UWF, the University of West Florida. 
<laughs> that was for an open mic. And I was so excited. I was like, oh, snap. This is my time to try it. Because I loved, you know, I loved comedy. I loved, I always watched Last Comic Standing because I also loved reality TV show competitions and still do. Uh, but I, uh, I was like, all right, I'm going to spend the week before this open mic happens and write out a comedy set. And I did, and I went, I got there super early to sign up first, and I'm so stoked. And I get on stage, and I do my comedy bit, and, like, my friends were there, they were laughing, and this other table was laughing, but but the rest of the tables looked super confused about what was going on. And it turns out it was an all-music open mic. And... Oh. I was unaware because it looked like a comedy flyer to me. Like, okay. And so that was very, it was just, yeah. So that was embarrassing. And so I didn't do comedy again for 10 years. Damn. Um, Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Back up until I, so 10 years after, how old were you at this time? I was uh, 18 or 19, 18, 19. So yeah. you didn't get back into it until 28 or 29 years old. Yeah, I was 28. Whoa. Because, yeah, because I'm eight years into comedy right now. So, yeah. So you look like you are 28, Andrew. I'm 35. Dang, dude, you are doing way better than Jason is. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I like to tell everybody I'm 24. Yeah, I would ID you if you tried to buy beer from me. People always do. You know, I think it's it's that it's that Italian olive oil skin. You know, you can taste it if you get close enough (laughs) to the screen. I'm trying, dude. I'm trying to. I'm trying to taste it right now. (laughs) You can taste. So, Andrew. Okay, so so ten years after your first open mic, you you rediscover comedy at 28. How does your first real performance at a comedy venue go? Um, I was very drunk, and I was the, I was at the very end of the mic at Back Porch Bar and Grill. At the time, it was the Big Easy Tavern uh, in the basement of the Days Inn lobby. Um, that was also a swingers bar. That I'm sure if you've ever spoken to anyone who's been. In the Pensacola comedy scene for a while, that was the only place to do comedy here in, in, for like 10 years. And yeah, it was a swingers bar in a basement. But no one was really still in the bar. Everyone's outside smoking cigarettes on the back porch. And I think there was only three different people in the bar. And I did a joke about being a chinchilla, like, trapper. How powers you know because chinchilla is a very very expensive fur and that means there's someone out there who's like risking their lives trapping chinchillas so they can make that big money you know that blood diamond chinchilla money you know and how did this joke go over did it did it receive well i mean it was it was literally i think it was olivia cersei and and just bright and 
two people who weren't paying attention in the room. So I'm sure I am sure it went great. You know, I'd say it did. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I can't imagine it being good. I do remember just like doing some crazy. I was just going like, like some that was like my whole thing was like, I was doing chinchilla calls. And I was like, uh, it couldn't have been good, but we'll say it was because no one can remember it. I don't think you can remember it, Andrew. <laughs> I'm remembering it as best as I possibly can. <laughs> okay, so you're do, you're in comedy for a few years now. How do you uh, make the jump from being a performer to being a producer for Yikes Comedy? Um. So basically, when uh, the pandemic and lockdown was all going down, you know, all the comedy ended back porch was the one place we were doing comedy at and that place never opened back up it got shut down during lockdown never came back and so on i was always just kind of on social media as we were uh during lockdown and i noticed in the pensacola events page people were asking about stand-up comedy and what happened to it because stuff had reopened and there were a bunch of places that had like outdoor space that they wanted you know new entertainment and um this one brewery emerald republic had said we'd like to start doing comedy in pensacola and a bunch of people started being like oh we'd love that we'd love that and i just saw that thread and i was like well feel like i need to jump on it because if if we let a bar start it up without having like the comedians involved that had built the scene for years and years. Like I didn't want us to lose, you know, the comic side of it. You know, I I felt like we spent a long time getting back porch to a place where we had totally packed out rooms. That was like, again, this is a days in bar. (laughs) And it would be packed out, and we lost that. And so I was—I just contacted them, and I said I would host it. And uh, it was an outdoor stage at Emerald Republic, and needed to find a name. And I liked rhymes, so I was like, "Yikes, open mic!" Because yikes and mic, I was so happy about that. And we just started doing that. It was October of 2020. It was a weekly mic. Um, and eventually, yeah, that was the first thing back from the lockdown, but it got, uh, hit by some sort of weird cyclone, like, and it was the only thing in Pensacola to get hit by it. <laughs> and oh, no. wrath of God. So about, <laughs> I think it was six months into having that, uh, comedy back in Pensacola, we lost that open mic because it got hit by a tornado. <laughs> God hates Uh, open mics, dude. Yeah. For real. Well, there's something we call the curse of the king. Because someone was banned from the open mic the week before it happened. And he's a known Satanist. Like, he said, you know, he tells people he's a Satanist. We think he may have put a curse on the brewery. Okay. Yeah. His name's Michael King. I love the guy, honestly. (laughs) But uh, I love him, but, but this is why he's been cursing us. 
he is like a super villain like I love the guy. He's a, but he said some really you some stuff that was just a little intense on stage and the audience booed him out of this off stage and someone brought me a $50 bill um to ban him from the mic. Oh, he's banned now for <laughs> And a while. I was just like, "Fuck it. Okay." Um and <laughs> That's such a that's such a pro baller move to just ban someone for life for fifty dollars. Hey, here's the thing: like, literally, I had never seen someone get booed by because these mics. When we got back from you know lockdown, we were getting eighty people because it was this big outdoor area, um, eighty audience members, and they were all booing, yeah, booing. And people were pissed off at some of the things he said. He was talking, he said some shit about like fucking a baby and stuff. Like it was okay, it was like, okay, here's I see where this is going. Um, and then so I made, first of all, I I'm sorry, made a joke. I was like, if someone has a $50 bill and comes up here, I'll ban him from this mic. And literally, some guy comes up with a $50 bill. So I put myself in a corner here at this point. Yeah, you did. I'm yourself. like, you know what. I can't take this $50 bill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, dude, I've I've seen people who do jokes about like effing babies and pull it off. But yeah, I feel this, like if you, if you're going to do a joke about that, it's got to be well written. Well, it, I can tell you the exact joke. It was um what's the difference between a uh a what was it? A laundry what was it? doing laundry i think it is and um and a baby yeah do you know what the difference is between doing laundry no. and a baby no. well when you <laughs> the washing machine doesn't cry when you drop a load in it oh no <laughs> I could have told you it was bad from the beginning setup of what's the difference between. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So that, and that was the one that really got them, got the crowd. Well, they were already booing beforehand. And when they were really booing then. Does it, so, does yeah, it say, it just, does it say it something about my ego where... to think that I could do that joke and get a laugh? <laughs> See, he, he has always said that he's like, the he calls himself the comedy anarchist, okay. um, and his goal is to completely bomb and offend everyone. Um, he doesn't okay. even want to get laughs. Uh, he he wants it to be horrible so that the next comedian has to work to get the crowd back, and he he seems to feel <laughs> that that is totally fine. And that he should have that right to do that. And so it was getting to a point where it was like, it would ruin a perfectly good mic when he would get up on stage. And then that mic was the night that it all kind of came to a head. So he has a very rare form of autism. You know what? It's the type that you, you love a little bit though. You know, you're like, (laughs) you're like, is he free? Can we get him on this podcast? Oh yeah, I'm sure he'd love to come on. Honestly, and uh, ruin our show. Yeah, maybe. Can we do that? 
he's he's a he is a good dude i think i think everybody so everyone was scared of him everyone like felt like like there were people who were talking thinking like oh we think he's gonna shoot up an open mic and just which oh, was yeah, just crazy it was like it was almost like this mythology grew within the pensacola comedy community that this guy was insane when really he was just he was just doing some bullshit honestly on stage that's all it was he was just being kind of a dick and that was it but people there was a lot of some things happened and then when he was banned of course the place got hit by a tornado so everybody felt that he did it because he's a satanist well, and he probably summoned it and it makes sense to me well, well that i will us- try my best to contact him and get him on the podcast asap michael, michael king man he's he's something else he's been banned from a lot of different mics actually he's someone Sweet. you should talk to he's been banned from uh some of Ryan Pfeiffer's stuff, uh, Olivia Delicia's, um, some stuff in Mobile. He's he's a oh, fuck it. he's like running up a tally, a toll, you know. Well, that Let's brings us full circle him. back to the supernatural. Yes, he could be MK Ultra. Ooh, <laughs> for real. But uh, Andrew, it's been great having you on, buddy. We need to be heading for the door, man. Already? Yeah, dude. I feel like we barely talked, and it's been an hour. What? No way! A whole hour? Yeah. You're aware it's been an hour, right? Dude, I think this is what happened. You know, we were talking about that astral projection. I think that maybe I did eat my twin in the womb, and we just astral projected into uh, like an hour into the future somehow. I think that maybe we did. I also found Michael King on Facebook. I'm friending him now. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how this progresses in our relationship. Yeah, I'd be happy to come back with him if you need to facilitate. You know, I I I know he he's some he's something else, man. He's got yeah. a power to him. That'd be fantastic so that we don't get hit by tornadoes. <laughs> yeah. But um I don't need Andrew, getting hit by a tornado anytime soon. I've already got enough bad luck. Yeah. yeah. But and so yeah, people don't realize there is a whole mythology out there of Michael King that you can learn about. And I hope you do bring him on. We will, dude. We'll bring you back with him. Um in the meantime though, tell everyone where they can find you online, what you've got coming up, and everything they need to know about Yikes comedy. If you can find me online you are the best sleuth no one can find me. no one okay now you can find me at instagram funny af comedian and then on tiktok and x mm, uh funny af comedy and uh yeah just come hang out yikes comedy night on instagram as well follow that we have our next show at vinyl music hall on august 26th with dave stone super stoked uh and then we've got Raina cahill coming in from huntsville to open for him as well as john strickland from tallahassee and then we got a couple locals opening up gail misunderstood and um andy redding so it's gonna be a fun fun group i love that show vinyl music hall is amazing we didn't even get to talk about vinyl. I, I can't believe we made a whole hour. Wow. Uh, well, I love y'all. I'm. 
Yeah, we, we opted to talk about dressing up like sheep and making love to each other instead of vinyl musical. You know, sometimes that happens. That's a choice I'd make 10 times out of 10, Andrew. Oh, I can't wait for us to get those sheep outfits. I, I hope that they're very fluffy. Are we furries now? I think that we are. I think I've come full circle as a character that's been developed. I'm so happy. I've, I've told you I was out there collecting characters. <laughs> you found one, did you collect it? I got one. You unlocked I got one. That that's that's the whole reason why I came here today. Uh thank like you Pokemon. for allowing me to collect you. It's like yeah. Pokemon. You're welcome. You gotta collect them all. Oh. Yeah, dude, I love I'm freaking Badoof over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I'm Badoof. Let's <laughs> let's be honest at the moment. <laughs> well, what about you, Jacob? What you got? You got anything coming up? Yeah, dude. Uh, September sixteenth. There's a show that I can't tell you about. I I don't tell you about this show. September sixteenth in Ocean Springs. I don't tell you about mm. it. I'm on mm. it, but I can't tell you about this show. September sixteenth at an undisclosed location in Ocean Springs, Mississippi. I wonder where comedy. that could be. Um, yeah, and also I'm gonna be on Stone versus Drunk versus Sober October. Uh, I think nice. it's six. I think that's also 16th. Uh, Alabama Music Box. I'm going to be on Team Drunk. Let's get it, boy. Nice. Nice. You got this. Well, Andrew, it was nice having you on the show, man. Dude, it's been too long since I've seen you. And uh, hopefully we get to uh, see each other soon uh, in Absolutely. person again. It's been too long. Been way too I know. Long. It's been a really long time. I don't like it. I don't I like don't it either. Like it. We'll get, figure this out. We'll get together and sheep I'll, up. I'll astral project to you sometime soon. <laughs> we'll get together. We'll, we'll all three of us will sheep up. And, uh, get oh, yeah. Sheep. I can't wait to sheep up. <laughs> you know, I'm about to sheep up and ship out. I can't wait. Let's sheep up with the herd. Uh, well, um, we're going to go ahead the and flock. get out of here. The flock. Thanks. The flock, yeah. whatever, dude. <laughs> it doesn't matter at this point, does it? <laughs> it? Everything matters. Well, thank you for coming on the show, man. We'll have you back, and hopefully uh, we can have that, that Satanist guy on, and that that sounds interesting. We can have I you on for wait. that. Yeah. But uh, but thank you for, for hanging out with us, and thank you guys for hanging out with us. If you want to email us, email us at openmicerspodcast at gmail.com. You can go to our link tree, link tree slash openmicerspodcast. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OpenMikers, at JPunktastic, at Jacob C. Craig, and at Jacob Craig Comedy. And that's going to do it for this week. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, and we will see you all next week. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. This podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.